0: We give you praise and glory and honor. We just magnify your holy and majestic name. We glorify you, Lord Jesus, because you alone are worthy of the glory, you're worthy of the honor, and you are worthy of the praise. So, in this place today, Holy Spirit, you reign supreme today and always. (coughs) Lord, we just yield ourselves to be used of you, spirit, soul, and body. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. All right. So, how many of you remember what we talked about last week? Glory to God. Now that you have broken through, (coughs) don't go back. Forward, forward, always forward. Glory to God. Back again to 1 Corinthians. Let's go there again. So, let's keep that thought in mind. I want to actually go back to what we were talking about last week and, and just impressed in my spirit to pick up there and, uh, and go on from there again. Because I see this. And, and again, I've been saved for over 30 years and pastor now almost 22. And you, you see a few things. And it's just like, the parable of the sower, Mark chapter 4. And he talks about the four different things that happened when the seed was sown. Some was sown on stony ground. and You know, it sprung up, but because it didn't have uh, the depth of earth, it, it, it died. And some was sown among thorns, and it got choked out. And then some by the wayside, and the birds got it. But then that one that was sown into good ground produced That harvest, 36 to 100 fold. And you see this all the time with people from all different walks. That we get a breakthrough, and uh, God does something spectacular, miraculous. uh, Our lives, we get lifted up. And it's like we've arrived, and so we stop pushing. Y'all understand what I'm saying? The, one of the most difficult places to be in when you're in the Lord is to be in a place, listen, listen listen to everything I say, don't take one part, where you lack for nothing. That's where God wants us to be. That's where God wants us to be. He says it over and over and over and over and over, exceedingly, abundantly above. Jesus became poor that we might be rich, and on and on. He wants everything in our life to be go well for us. He told us to do this and that, that it may be well with thee. But for us, as, as people, as natural human, human beings, we have a tendency that when things go well, we back off of the word Because we haven't really understood the word is not just about fighting, but it's also about fellowship. It's easy to fight when you've been attacked. And you call out the prayer warriors and everybody, you see them, they got their rock and they sharpen their blade, the sword of the spirit. Why? Because we've got to fight. So and so being attacked. This is happening. That's happening. We finna go to war. I mean, look at the nation. When 9-11 hit, the, that Sunday morning, churches were packed out. You did, we didn't need recruiters. Folk went and signed up. Why? We've been attacked. You don't, you don't do that to us. And they went to church because we're, that's, our, that's our foundation in this country. We know who we belong to. So we, we went back to our God and we went went uh, and, and we started saying, okay, we got God and country. We went to get back to God and then we'll start serving the country. But then as it kind of waned on, we started forgetting. Now there are people since 9-11 that have been born, lived to be an adult, and are dead. In 9-11 like I heard one person say yesterday, I, uh, uh, yesterday, the day before, whenever it was. Well, I was just little. I really don't remember that. I just remember people talking about it. But for those of us that have a, a, enough age on us where we can vividly remember it, I can remember walking across. I was, I was teaching at ULR UALR there in the military science department. I was walking across the campus, going to the office, walked in the office, and um the uh, secretary there, the whatever you call it, system secretary. I'll just I'll just use that term, secretary. She said, uh, uh, Major Jackson, did you hear what happened? We've been attacked." And I and I hadn't heard it. it. was like what? And of course, every television it was just a loop, just playing over and over and over and over and over and over and over. So I immediately went and called my headquarters to see what was going on. And again. Because we were attacked, everybody went into full mode, attack mode ourselves. And see, what are we saying? That here, spiritually, we have a breakthrough. And we tend to, once we get that breakthrough, we tend to relax. Oh, yeah. What's going on? Oh, I got my breakthrough. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Glory. Like the man that Jesus talked about. He had a good crop. He looked at his crop and he was like, man, I got a good crop. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to tear down my old barns. I'm going to build me some new barns. And I'm going to sit down and say, So, thou hast much good laid up for many years. Eat, drink, and take thine ease. Relax, brother. You got it made in the shade. That's what he thought. And the Lord stepped in. Hey, You, that crop you have is because of my dirt, my rain, my sunshine. You give me no credit, you're a fool. You are a fool because tonight, (laughs) your soul, this day, your soul is going to be required of you. And who's going to enjoy all the things that you just talked about? So so what am I saying that we you can't we can't just break through and then relax. We must continue to press spiritually, continue to go deeper and deeper. There's no industry in the world and in in any modern country where they are just satisfied with where they are. Every industry is pressing, pressing, trying to come up with new discoveries we talked about that last week. Y'all remember those five medical things? Uh, whenever it was, week before, whenever it was. But every industry is pressing. Why? Because there's a little company, and somebody in their mom and dad garage. Y'all heard this, right? And they're working on a way to knock off the big boy. Because the folk my age and maybe maybe a little bit younger and older, we all remember just a few years ago, no one knew who Walmart was. Who was the king? Kmart. Inside the store, if you saw a blue light, what was it called? Blue light special. It wasn't because the police was in there. <laughs> it was called, and they had that little, they had that little, uh, the stem and little blue light like a siren. And, they, and wherever they were having a special in the store, they pushed that cart around there. And when it stopped they turned that light on and everybody said, oh, blue light special over there. What is it? What is it? What's going on sale? And you run over there and see what's on sale? And Kmart looked invincible. While Walmart was just a little store in a, in, a, in a shopping center, just a little old storefront place. Had about three customers a day. Uh-huh. So what am I saying? That we cannot relax. We have to continue to press Continuous, and I say this to 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 folks here, to everybody, really. Continuous improvement. Continuous improvement. The area that you're working in in the church. What are you doing to improve that area? Continuous improvement. Or are you just kind of going through the motions? Or are we saying how can we make this better? How can we improve this system? That's what we. That's what God is looking for us to do. We have to press forward and capitalize on what God has done for us you know what capital I know I know I know in today's aside the word capitalism has been made a dirty word has been made but some of the folk that make it that are making it dirty are living good off of it okay and they they like to, to say stuff to the little pinions so so they'll keep them riled up while they continue living good off the system. So God wants us to continue to move forward. Now let's go back to our key verse there. Our key verse. Uh, First Corinthians chapter what? Two. Now watch this. But as it is written, I had not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which god hath prepared for them that love him now understand go back to ver uh, the front of verse 9 the first part of verse 9 it says but as it is written so where is he getting this 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 these words from from the old covenant that 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 applied to them cuz they hadn't seen they, they, they couldn't understand. They couldn't understand. Now, verse 10 is where we are. I have not seen, nor has ear heard, nor hath entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them. They couldn't see back then, they couldn't see Jews and Gentiles being together. So that verse doesn't apply to us like it applied to them. Now, look at verse 10. But, but God has revealed Them unto who? Unto us. We're not the same as the Old Testament saints. They couldn't see this. They couldn't hear this. They couldn't receive this. But he said, but God had revealed them to whom? To us. So we're in a very different place than they were at. We don't have, we can't say, well, you know, something, the excuse like they may have had. My goodness, look at everything God has blessed us with. Look at the generation of time that we live in. We don't have, we can't say that. Because I hear people, you woo, you know, I ain't seen it. I, I understand the general application of it. And that could be true in our personal lives and things that that you know we haven't seen that. But he says, now, now, now we can't miss verse 10. But God hath revealed. But God hath revealed. But God hath revealed them unto who? Unto us. How though? How has he done it? By his spirit. So unless we are pressing into the Spirit, we're not going to have a revelation. It's not going to be revealed to us unless we are pressing into the Spirit. Because that's where those things are. And where's the Spirit? Look what he says here. By the Spirit, for the Spirit searcheth, capital S, searcheth all things. Look at here now. Yea, what else? The deep things of God. We have to be in the spirit. I'm talking, talking about something spooky. Okay? Because sometimes folk go way off and they so deep that. Oh. No. No, friends. Get in the word of God. Get in the word of God. And the word of God is what the spirit connects to. Pray in the spirit. Walking. Look. So he reveals to us the deep things of God. Go, now, we didn't really get to go here last week, but go to Luke chapter 4. We got to continue to press. Because you have one victory, you know, you, you, you can win if you like a football team or something like that. Man, you can win. Uh, you may be on the bottom. You may be the last place team coming into the, the new season. And, and, and you could be playing the first place ranked team. And you could beat them. Are y'all with me? Here you are, they they have you ranked last place in the conference. You're you're number 16, and you, you got to play number one in the conference, first game of the season, and you beat them. How many of you understand that's how many games? One. You've got 14 more games to go. And that 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 may be your only win and it may be their only loss. You can't win that one game. Yeah, that's a great victory to knock off the number one team. That's a great victory. You got to shout, 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 and then you got to, okay, that's good. We celebrated. Got that done. We got another game next week. Let's get focused. So, yes, you stepped up one. You had a breakthrough. You've never beaten the number one team. You beat the number one team, but guess what? You got to play again next week. And this is what happens again. As so many people will get, a, it, believers, you get a spiritual breakthrough. That's great. Shout, testify, put it in your book, mark it down, be able to go back to it and look at it. Say, so if God did that for me, he can do this. But don't stop, sit down and relax. Because you got another game. Do you think when, when, when Jesus defeated Satan on the Mount of Temptation, do you think uh, that Satan just left him and didn't bother him again? So I told the Sunday school class, well, just comment, I wasn't teaching. Yeah, no, okay, my comment. That Satan is either attacking or planning an attack. Remember, Jesus put knots all upside his head on that mount. He gathered up his little stuff, and the Bible said, because Jesus said, get get on out of here. He gathered up his little stuff with head down, legs tucked, tail tucked between his legs. And the Bible says he left him for a season. What was he what was Satan doing doing during that season? Planning, plotting. And he came back again. Let me see something. Hold, 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 hold Luke, where are y'all holding? Luke four. Okay, hold, hold that while I while I do this and uh, try to keep talking the whole time so it seemed like I got something going here. (laughs) Glory to God. Now in uh, let's see let's see let's go back to you you can stay where you are but we didn't read when we read in first Corinthians chapter two verse nine and ten if I go back up just a couple of two or three verses Paul talked about that verse 6. Howbeit we speak the wisdom of God, the wisdom among them that are perfect or mature, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes. Listen at this now, nor of the princes of this world, this world system, the governing bodies of this world system. He's talking about demonic spirits now. And those demonic spirits do work through people. Okay? So, listen to what he says. But we speak the wisdom. This is verse 7, 1 Corinthians 2, verse 7. But we speak the wisdom, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Watch this. Which none of the princes of this world knew. Because it said when when Jesus uh, put that knot on Satan's head in the Mount of Temptation, Satan left. The Bible says for a season, okay? Now watch this now, which none of the princes of this world knew, watch this, if they would known, if they would, uh, let me slow down. For had they known it, this mystery, they would not, they would not, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Satan got defeated on the Mount of Temptation. He left there and went back into a planning session with his group. Now, he periodically tried to attack Jesus, but he was just never successful. Try, next thing, he tried to throw him off the brow of a hill. You had They had Jesus in, in their arms, taking him to the brow of the hill. They got to the hill and did like that. It wasn't go. What happened? Now, how do you just, when you got a whole mob around you, how do you just disappear? I mean, they got you hooked under both arms. You know you're not getting away. They get you up around top of the hill and they're going to throw you over and he's gone. What happened? And they would attack Jesus through you know, the different things, uh, uh, talking about him and the Pharisees and scribes and on and on. So that whole time they got their little, you know, hidden here and there, they're in the master strategy room. We'll get one of his own people to betray him. Let's, let's study them. got to watch it. Let's study them. Oh, there's one boy. He'll look greedy. He'll look covetous. See, those familiar spirits, they've been out there studying all the disciples. So they just, they started to say, he's got 12 guys that are working real close with him. They said, okay, we need to get in his inner circle. And so they said, well, they start going down the list. What about this one? What about John? Forget it. That boy loved Jesus so. Forget, forget it. You'll never, he'll he'll kill you, you touch Jesus. Well, what about Peter? They uh-uh, he quick-tempered. Now, he's a little, but, but Peter now, eh, no, 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 not Peter. And they went on down. Well, now, the guy and in the, in the, in the demon that was studying Judas, he said, excuse me, boss, it's one of them he been stealing. he been stealing at the treasury. The saint said, oh, really? Yeah, which one? That one they called Judas. Hmm. And Satan said, "Yeah, because I read in the Old Testament where one of them would betray him. The son—they called him the son of perdition. That's my boy. <laughs> so if Satan is not attacking, then he's planning an attack. Okay. So we can't again just sit on our boot, boot." We should be launching. Put him on the defense. See, this is what our declarations of faith are about. This is when we get up in the morning, we read our word, and we make our confessions, and we we get it. You, we study the word, and we pray, and we pray in the spirit. That's us launching instead of being on the defense. Something happened. Where my Bible? Well, I know, you know, oh, I just do it on my phone now. That way I got it. You're not keeping up with your phone because it's a Bible. You're keeping up with your phone because it's a phone. <laughs> Go on with your phone. I ain't going to mess with y'all all day. But are, are you seeing what I'm saying? He said, had the princes of this world known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. That's why Satan has to study. He planned another unsuccessful attack against Jesus he thought he had him but what he didn't know was he was playing right into God's hand hmm? you know again I'm thinking about like a football play you have a what is it called uh oh what is that play called not Hail Mary uh the one where where, where the, the offensive line lets you through a little bit, a screen. The screen play. Well, if I was a defensive lineman. So on the screen play, the quarterback on the offense, he drops back like he's gonna pass. Okay? But here's the, here's the here's the thing. The guy in front of you, he, he acts like he's putting up a little fight, but he lets you get through real easy. Because they want you to get through so that all the defense will will be chasing the quarterback, coming at the quarterback. And those guys that let you through, they went over that way a little bit, and the back has slipped out. And as soon as you get all the defensive linemen, they think they got the quarterback. They finna hit him. He just throws the ball over there, and there's nobody out there but his folks. So just because he let you in real easy, you think, I got the quarterback, and then he just throws the ball over there. You, oh, no, you forgot. Because you worked on that. If you don't feel any pressure, you know it's a trick. You're not, you're not that good to where they're just letting you through. They're not just finna hand over their quarterback to you. It's a trick play. And that's what Satan does. He, he likes to run those trick plays. He lets you just loll on in, into, you know, you just drift on. Drift on, you don't even realize there's a cliff, a waterfall. You ever watch the old Tarzan picture where boy was on that lily pad and he just got his head back and Tarzan screaming, boy, boy. And He don't realize until it's too late. He hear that, that water and then he jump off that pad and he's trying to swim, but he don't have enough force. But here come Big Daddy Tarzan. Y'all go to Luke 4, <laughs> Luke 5. Are y'all getting this? Y'all getting my point? Am I making my point? All right. Okay. You cannot relax. You must capitalize on what God has done for you and in you. You must continue to press forward. Continuous improvement. Look here. Now watch, Luke chapter 5, look at verse 4. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, this is Jesus, launch out into the what? Into the deep and let down your nets for a drought. If you want to catch, you want to get where the best fishing is, he says you got to get into the deep because those big fish can't get in the shallows. You got to go deep. In the things of God, we can't just stay on the surface. Hmm? I mean, if you're a prayer at night, you get ready to go to bed, and you get, say your prayer, and it's still now lay me down to sleep. <laughs> I pray the Lord my soul to keep. I mean, you know the rest of that prayer. You See what I'm saying? Y'all remember because you prayed it last night, didn't you? <laughs> That's fine when you're two years old, but not when you're 22. 32, 42, 52, 52, 62, 72, 82. We ought to be added a little bit to it. <laughs> so he says we have to go into the deep things of God. You have to begin to establish some things. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians. So going into the deep. And as we read in Galatians, the heir, as long as he is a child. He is, he is under governors and tutors. He's no different than a servant. So until we grow and we show God that we can handle more, it's, it's like uh, just getting born again. You don't want to stay at that level. Huh? I don't like staying at the same level. I want to continue to be moving. Moving up, moving up, moving up, moving up. Man. Y'all know when when, when we were growing up, uh, how many of you ever heard of Melorine ice ice milk? I thought ice milk was good. It was at that stage of development before your taste buds become refined. I remember we used to walk to the store, that the little store they had, about a half a mile down the road there, and I, and and it, well, I don't think it was ninety nine cent for a half a gallon. I probably couldn't get that on a spoon today. <laughs> it, y'all understand what I'm saying? And then you know you you, you start getting the uh, the store brand, and that's okay, you know. Then you then you move on to a little another one, and I remember one day. I'm not going to call the name of it because they're nutcases. But the B&G, the ice cream, b and G, B and j I was like, man. I mean, that one little thing, What I don't know what it is, eight ounces or whatever it is, is more than a whole gallon. But there's a reason it's more. It's made out of better ingredients, better quality. You don't have to eat three teaspoons to try to taste the flavor. You can put a little bit on the teaspoon and, mm, wow. Because, see, that's what you're looking for. You're looking for that flavor. But, if you know, if it's the other brand, you got to get a big spoon and, yeah, 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 yeah. I got it now. I got it now. But, see, friends, always improvement. Then one day, you slip up. And say, somebody say, would you like to st- st- go to the creamery? To the creamery. My brother-in-law, we were in Maryland a few years ago, and he said, Jack, you like ice cream? I said, yeah. He said, well, we're going to go to Stone Cold, Stone Cold Creamery. I said, okay. I thought it was the place where they made the ice cream. I didn't know it was a, a, a restaurant-type establishment. Because, you know, when you say creamery, I'm thinking big factory, and they let you go in there and try all the samples. So I'm like, I'm going to be there a while. (laughs) And we went to this place, and I was like, man, okay, $7 for a piece of ice cream. (laughs) With a little piece of brownie in it. But you taste it, you go, whoa. (laughs) hey, This must be like heaven. Oh. So you know, and uh and it just goes from there. So you're always looking, there's something more. But we have to press into it. We can't just sit around. Oh Jesus. Where are we at? Chapter three. First Thessalonians chapter three. Oh, okay. Hallelujah. We got to go deeper and deeper. I, I was just looking up right before I came out here. It, the thought hit me. What's the deepest part of the ocean? How deep is the ocean? They really don't know yet. The deepest part that they've been to has been o- over 35,000 feet. Uh, about s- around seven miles. That's the deepest that man has been. That was, th- And they hit the bottom there. But they say they know it's more. Why we keep building bigger and more powerful telescopes? Because we continue to press. There's more. There's more. There's more. There's more. There's more. There's more. So why would we stop in the things of God and get satisfied when the world is constantly pressing, 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 pressing? Who know what a floppy drive is. Why is it called a floppy drive? Because it was floppy. And the name, even when it became the little hard cartridge, because before the hard cartridge, children, (laughs) it was a big disc about like that. And it actually was so thin, you could flop it. Then it went to the little small cartridge, like, but the name stayed. You know, floppy drive. You'd be like, why do they call this a floppy drive? Because the first one was floppy. But now, what do we have? You had this big old floppy drive that you could put, what? 15, 20 letters on? I mean, you know, like, hand, like letters. You couldn't put a lot on there. Maybe, what, two or three hundred megabytes? Not that much? Not megabytes. Whatever that other one is. Lower. Yeah, k- KB kil- kilobytes. And that was about it. Now you get a thumb drive, jump drive, whatever you want to call it, a thing about that, big, and it's got 132 gigabytes. Who wants to go back? If you want to see a floppy drive, go to a museum. (laughs) The same thing spiritually. Who wants to go backwards spiritually? I'm, I'm making these comparisons so we can get it. We're not going to stand still. And that doesn't mean you get into some goofy that may stand with the word of God. Because the Bible is progressive revelation. And because it's spiritual, you never peek out. You don't get to the place to where, oh, yeah, yeah, I know that. Yeah, I got that. No, God is constantly revealing things to our heart. You can come back. You can read the same scripture every day for a year and get something different out of it because it is alive. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Now watch this. Uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 1. Wherefore, when we could no longer forbear, we thought it good to be left at Athens alone, and sent Timothy, Timotheus Timothy, our brother and minister of God for a purpose, and our fellow laborer in the gospel of Christ to what? Establish... You and to comfort you concerning your faith, he says. We want to get you established. Paul was never satisfied with just just starting a church, because you know, in 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 the Christian work, you get the same thing. Uh, uh, you know, start just start looking at numbers. Yeah, I started five churches. How many of them still going? We got we got two hundred people saved. How many of them are in discipleship programs connected to churches? growing up to be productive because you got 200 people saved, you got 200 babies. They got to be fed, diapered, changed, all the rest of the stuff. Patted on the back, burped, cleaned up when they make a mess and they will. So it's not just about numbers, 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 numbers. Oh, hallelujah. Now go over to Verse, um, verse 12. And the Lord make you to increase. Woo, the Lord make you to what? Increase in what else? And abound in love one toward another. So we're to always keep increasing, even in that agape, in love toward one another and toward all men, even as we do toward you. We're never supposed to stop. Loving and growing in love toward one another. Look at verse 13. To the end, he may establish your hearts unblameable in holiness before God, even our Father, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints. So he wants us to continue to increase until Jesus comes. We never plateau, peak out. I've done it all. I've seen it all. Sit down stop lying. No, you haven't. Mm-mm. We're, we, we, we don't stop going. We go deeper, we go wider. We go deeper, we go wider. Hmm? Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. You have got, we have, we must press. Can't stop here. The more, here's what I found, as we stand on our feet, we'll we'll, we'll pick up right here. The more you get into the Word of God and start doing in the thing and doing things in the body, the more you want to do. The less you do, the less you get into the Word, the less you want to get into the Word. The less you do in the body, the less you want to do in the body. Until eventually, you don't even feel like part of the body. And this is what has happened to so many believers